Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 252. I'm Sean, and joined with me on the first episode of 2022, we have Off-Road Andy. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Katz. Yes, I'm back for a special time, 2022. Exciting to be back. Kicking off the year. What year we started our first one at? Was it like 20... 17-ish? I think so. 2017. Yeah. Would have been when we switched to podcast. Going on five years then right there, huh? Yeah. It's uh, it's exciting times. We've been in all sorts of places. Oh, yeah. Now we're remote for uh, some of it. We've got you guys in your studio in Irvine and me in Long Beach. We've hit all 292 countries. Yep. Uh, next stop, the, the moon. Yep. Mars. You never know. I you know, I just watched Armageddon, so maybe on an asteroid. It's a really bad movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but this is our sports podcast, so <laughs> let's get into it. You guys want to kick it off with some basketball? Yeah, I think uh, we got to talk about our, our local teams here and uh, how they've been doing recently. Uh, they're both right now tied for 17th night or tied for seventh, uh, 19 and 19 <laughs> might as well be <laughs> so per- perfectly average. Uh, right now the Le- LeBron is like insane, like just going crazy, carrying this team. Yeah, he averaging, Anthony Davis. averaging like 34 points a game or something. Yeah. Just like stuff that hasn't been seen from a guy this age, which is like, uh, I think he got some of that space jam energy or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what algae rhythm was supplying. But he's yeah, but is he going to blow his wad before his kid graduates? Uh, he's supposed to be in energy conservation mode. I think he doesn't want to be embarrassed. He does not want to play for a bad team. So he's kind of doing this. And, and I, their hope is that this is temporary. Anthony Davis will come back and it'll all be fine. I haven't watched a lick of basketball. I really haven't either, to be honest. I mean, I... I know, it's tough for me to watch basketball these days. It seems like it's just such a different game. They're just shooting from wherever the hell they want. Yeah. There's no more defense. Well, I'm also just annoyed every time I do turn it on and I happen to hit a, a, a basketball game, it's the Sixers versus the Celtics. Yeah, which are a couple of the most boring teams to watch. Goddamn Groundhog Day, though. Every time like I, I turn on TV and it goes to you know TNT, it's like, oh, Embiid with the dunk. God damn it. I don't care. Yeah, the Sixers, they seem like they should be impressive. And then you look at the record every time, it's like they're 18 and 16 or something. Or something. Yeah. Like, they should be better, right? And then I think Boston's even like below 500. They're not just because good. they have a Liberty Bell. Like, I don't, that, come on. There's so many other teams I'd rather watch. Yeah. But uh, they don't even have Doc Rivers right now. That's part of the experience. He's injured. Oh, uh, yeah, with uh, Omicron. Like oh. Everyone is, yeah. Omicron being Can't fixed. they just, like, put in, like, a bubble and... It's not like he's playing. Or just you put mean, him like, up put in him... the rafters. Like, put him up in a, the, you know, executive lounge and he can radio the team. Or just put an astronaut helmet. Yeah, like... I don't know. He's we're, a coach. We're two, we're two years of this. You know that they're not making excuses like that. Like, in, in the NFL, they have, like, offense coordinators, like, stay up in the booth and, like, can call plays from there. Uh, but it is illegal for the head coach to do that remotely. I found out this year. So, 
Interesting. Well, also they can't, they can't like even, football, they, they have all sorts of. They're like a NASCAR pit crew out there with all their little radios and headsets and shit. Yeah. Um, but we're still we're still talking basketball here. We got other things to cover here. Uh, I wanted to cover both LA teams. Uh, like I said, the Clippers are the same record as the Lakers right now. They're both in seventh place. Uh, but Paul George is out, and no one really knows how long it's going to be. They oh, said they were going to reevaluate him. Uh, I'm going to say he's not going to come back. That's probably the most likely what, scenario. What's his injury? Uh, torn broken ACL, which is what pitchers get for Tommy John surgery. Oh, so it says his elbow is torn? Yeah. So oh. it's what happens. Pitchers are usually out for 12 months at least. How hard is he passing that ball? <laughs> no, it, it is disappointing because he, he hurt his elbow in like late November sat out a couple weeks and came back for a couple games. And then it was like, oh, it's, it, it's hurt too much. Uh, so I don't know what the medical team was doing there. They let him come back and um, hurt it worse. But right now, they're going nowhere without Kawhi. They're they're fun. They play hard, but they're just not enough talent. Yeah. So I don't see why I he s- should rush back. I saw, though, that they, uh, with what you said, I thought they play hard because I noticed, I think it was, I don't know if it was New Year's Day or whatever it was when they played the Brooklyn Nets. And they were actually like, 13 and a half point underdogs and they won that game straight up. So and I mean, Miles yeah. tough. if you would have bet on them straight they up, they won that won game money. Uh, without like $130 million in payroll. I think it was because <laughs> it was like uh Batum and Marcus Morris and Zubach. They were all out as well. So uh, they were getting it done with Eric Bledsoe and Amir coffee. He's, he's a lot of fun. His name's coffee. That's a very that's, hyper guy. It's a, it's a good mm-hmm. name. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, Based on how things are going, it's looking more up for the Lakers than it is the Clippers right now. But well, I mean, it, the Lakers just it doesn't. I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, like we touched on earlier, I really haven't watched that much basketball, but from what I have seen, it just you get to the point where you're like, oh, whatever, they're just starting to play together and like you know, yada yada, they're older, maybe they're taking their time, but then you get to a certain point where you're like, actually, is this team just not good? And I mean, it, I mean, these guys are getting older, you know, father time has to catch up at some point. And I mean. Then you also start to wonder at times. I had this conversation briefly with a buddy of mine. Like, is Russell Westbrook even that good? Like, how good really is Russell Westbrook? He is out of control out there. I mean, I haven't been a fan since the UCLA days. Yeah, and a lot of people haven't been. It's like, you know, when he was on the Oklahoma City team, it would seem like even when Harden and Durant left, you know, obviously he's taking control, but it just seems like he really isn't that great. He is fast, though. Yeah, he's fast, and he's going to give you 110% every single time, that's for sure, but there's just, I don't know, it's just some poor decision-making at times. The NBA is all about shooting, and that's what he can't do. That's yeah, kind of what happened. The NBA changed around him. That's true, because I guess his best years were before like Steph Curry decided to change the world of the NBA. Yeah, how if long, you go back and look. How long until you think, you know those like weird, like Ripley's Believe It or Not, Guinness Book World Record shit, it's always like the most uncoordinated guy who shoots the ball weird, but he never misses from the half court line. How long until that kind of Yahoo is in the league? Uh, I think his name's Duncan Robinson. <laughs> oh God, don't even say his no. name on the show, Andy. Um, no, I'm joking, but there are, that is the closest thing I think you have to that. Is like- For now. Yeah, but it'll never happen because you'll just get destroyed on defense and you won't be able to get a shot off. They can just put one guy on him. Andy, no one plays defense. Uh, they will. <laughs> That's, it's not about that anymore. You even just said it's all about just shooting the ball from wherever you're, you're standing at the moment, so long as it's beyond the three-point line. Sure. I mean, I disagree, but I think there's some beauty in, in the way they do it and in the spacing, but... 
Well, yeah, some of them. But I mean, again, when Curry's just dribbling and he's like, you know what? Here's a good spot. Bam. That's the free throw line on the other side. It gets a little out of control. Well, I don't think he's attempted that yet, but uh, you have to watch not play game. forever. He's not going to play forever. And we don't have, there's no replacement for him. Uh, Trey Young, who I think I just had like 60 tonight. He's just not that kind of really. Player. Yeah. They didn't really have 60. I think he had 56. Holy moly. Who'd they play? Well, let's see. We're uh, taking a moment here to see if yeah. Trey Young really had. Was that yesterday? Or was it yesterday? Because <laughs> maybe it was never. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was your dreams. There you go. It was yesterday. 56 points. 15 of 15 from free throw line. 7 Jesus. of 12 from three. Whew. That's Miles just a good Toff on that free throw. Okay, you know, Sean, you, you'll like this. You know what else he had with 56 points? 14 assists. Holy shit. So he had his moments of like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna fish it out also. It also gets that is impressive. Stuff. Yeah, Portland's also another one of those West Coast teams that has some star talent and just doesn't know what to do other than be hurt. Was that Andy? <laughs> that was autoplay. Where am I? Was, Where am I? We're, we're courtside right now. <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing, Andy? <laughs> Getting lost on ESPN.com. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if you saw these, these highlights. I saw one of them. I didn't see the second one. Ridiculous. So he hit two game-winning three-pointers at the last second, both times being down in the three, down by two, the three to win the game. Uh, that should happen once a career where you hit that kind of shot. Back to back games to do that. It's just insane. Uh, and he, it's DeMar DeRozan. He's not known for his three point shot. Uh, neither shot looked very good. Like, it was one of Wasn't the first where, one off one leg? Yeah. It was one of the situations where he's just dribbling the ball, like, I'm going to get the last shot because I'm the, the guy on the team. And then it's like, oh shit, there's no time left. I just got to throw this one up. Uh, and he made both. I think the second one was uh, banked in from the baseline, which is oh, wow. that crazy, like, horse shot. That, That's what I'm uh, saying, could, Andy. Anywhere on the court. Well, I mean, that's DeMar DeRozan is an example of someone who isn't playing the modern NBA and is actually successful at it. And that's uh, cool to watch. But yeah, this, I don't know. That was, that was crazy. And and the Bulls are now the one seed in the East. So all the moves they made uh, have worked out. They, I don't know. That's It's good. It's good for the Bulls to be good, I think. Is Jordan going to come in there and coach at all or anything? I mean, he owns the other team in the conference. So? so? How would LaMelo Ball feel if he's like, actually, I'm just going to leave? I couldn't tell you because they never get to be on TV. Yeah, probably on NBA TV. That's, I don't uh, have that. Football, like the Cincinnati Bengals aren't on primetime enough, and they're a young, exciting team. It's like you got to put those good teams on. Yeah, I'm not a Roosevelt, Andy. I don't have NBA.com or TV. I don't either. There's don't an ad on Yahoo about. right now saying NBA League Pass 140 for the remainder of this season. Blockout restrictions apply. Is that, wait, one forty total or one forty a month? No, for the rest of the season. That's not bad. Well, we're in the second half almost. That's true. It's not bad, I guess, if you're actually like a degenerate NBA gambler. It's like yeah. what? That's thirty bucks a month or something. Thirty five bucks a month because it's over in April. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, but you're just gonna end up watching Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna end up being on, the Sixers are gonna be on every game. <laughs> yep, they're the only ones who don't have any blockout restrictions. Like, oh, we, we have something going on. It's just the Sixers on tonight. We're sorry. The only game in your area is Seventy Sixers. Yeah. They're not even playing tonight. Like this is just them <laughs> having dinner. Yeah, they show you highlights of last seasons <laughs> when Ben Simmons had his act together. Well, there is someone to be excited to watch. Uh, we haven't seen all year long, and it's uh, happening tomorrow. Uh, 
Kyrie Irving is, is back from what? whatever you want to call his retirement slash. I don't know. Uh, but he is uh, going to play tomorrow. Uh, you can only play in road games. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's, is that still a thing? Only yes. on the road. So I don't know. The new mayor took office. I, I was surprised. I thought he was going to like change that and be like, "Make I'm making one exception for Kyrie." <laughs> uh, but no. So they're still sticking with that. I I don't know how much longer. Virus is over at the end of February. So yeah, I think a lot of people are optimistic. Uh, the season won't be. So maybe Kyrie will get some home games in. But, is that really a thing? Uh, the virus is done at the end of February. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that is. There'll, there'll be viruses. Yeah, but everyone will stop to this, live the their Om- lives. The, the Omicron one doesn't even seem like it's yeah, that's that why. bad. Well, I mean, the, the reason people are optimistic is it's very viral, but not that bad. Yeah. So if everyone gets gets it, yeah. gets extra Everybody gets the cold. I, I, are we going to talk about this in the entertainment? Because I have my conspiracies on this virus. I'm sure you do. We can. I'm actually <laughs> not the only one. I'm actually really excited for the entertainment podcast because it's been a uh, probably a year and a half since I was on entertainment. And it's podcast. it's jam packed tonight, Tony. We're oh, playing the game. And I've been. I feel like I've been a little updated with what I've watched, and I can make it even more jam packed because it's been so long. I got <laughs> things to say. Here's what I watched in March of 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last time you guys heard from me, October 2020. I I watched uh, a new movie called Bird Box. <laughs> do you remember the uh the episode we did right when coronavirus happened we went for like four hours and i drank like six things of whiskey yeah and <laughs> well, you did the laugh it? from the guy from uh, billy yeah. madison was it in the studio yeah, yeah. It was, i have that on film andy it was uh it was wild i, I just left for like five minutes and came back with drinks i kind of do remember that <laughs> yeah. i remember us just laughing about how like oh yeah china this virus is tearing them up over here it ain't ever coming here yeah we're not and worried about like Two weeks later or so, everything would have just been March 23rd. Yeah. And here we are almost two years later, still talking about it. Things change. Kyrie is coming back. Yeah. Kyrie is back tomorrow. He came back from his quest from figuring out if the earth was flat. (laughs) That's I know that's his big thing. I just sent you guys a uh, video of Andy doing the laugh from that pod. I will definitely. Enjoy watching that. I don't know if you want to play it into the mic. I don't know how it'll it'll register. (laughs) Probably not good. (laughs) Yeah, you could try. So, want me uh, to try? Oh, if yeah, if you yeah, I'll hear it. Yeah. All right. We'll see. uh, Let me see if I can like. Uh, Billy Madison. That's right. Yeah. He had that laugh. Do the laugh, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Could you hear that? I mean. In the distance, but I I could hear it. I, I don't want to have it too close. That's that's pretty funny. Good times. No idea what episode number that was, but I know it was from March twenty third. Oh, I'm sure it came out the twenty fourth. We definitely had some good times of having some drinks in there while Andy and I would just be face to face with each other, and just the one of the times where I could just see it in his eyes. We had to finish all those Kirkland lights or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I think they're still there. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> Are we still talking basketball? We can get back to it if you want to. <laughs> Kirkland Lights. Speaking of Kirkland Lights, Ricky Rubio, who's playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who surprisingly this year are actually doing well. And I think the Cavaliers are actually like a nice authentic team. It's like they're they've got what they've got. They've got some young draft picks. It's not like some people came there to build a super team. It's like they've just got what they got and they play hard and these young guys have looked good and because of that, the Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting fifth place in the Eastern Conference. But Ricky Rubio, unfortunately, who 
Still plays pretty good basketball. Coming off the bench, I believe, for this team. Torres ACL. And as we all know, when you tear that ACL, your season is done. And if you're Clay Thompson, your career might be Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, woof. Clay Thompson tore his ACL just now as we're recording. Yeah, he's just pretending. He, he keeps practicing. And he's like, yeah, I'm coming back, guys, I swear. Uh, still hasn't happened yet. But yeah, that's, that's a big blow. That like He's a guy who's wins pretty much everywhere he goes. He just helps. And at this point in his career, too, you have to imagine he's a teacher because those guys that are good on that team are like young guys like Garland and, I don't know, is Colin Sexton been playing? I think Sexton's hurt, too. I think he is, too. But I know yeah. Garland's looked good, who yeah. I believe was was he almost drafted by the Lakers and they ended up passing on if him. If they didn't trade that pick for Anthony Davis, they okay. were going to take him. Yeah. But then who did uh, – what did happen with that pick? I don't remember. I believe that ended up being DeAndre Hunter with the Hawks, but yeah, <clears throat> who's a nobody, right? I don't. You don't hear his name too he's much. He's a he's a role player. Where Gar- Garland, the whole thing with Garland is he didn't do anything in college, but he was at star potential. Where did Garland go in college? It was somewhere, somewhere small. I want to say like yeah. UTEP or something like that. Something yeah. small. I'll, I'll find out right now. But I know because uh, Hunter was the on Virginia. He yeah, won a, national champion, the championship. Yeah. Garland, I feel like he went to a place that you know, was known. Like, it wasn't like, I don't think it was like too, too small, but. It wasn't like John Morant played at. Yeah, but I mean, we no can. No one even remembers what that was. Oh, Murray State. Murray State. Yeah, there you go. He remembered. <laughs> well, Murray State had a couple of those good fun runs, but anyway, I'll figure it out eventually here. Okay. Uh, but until then, Vanderbilt. Okay. So yeah. a perfect Right, like a team like that. Like you knew they're a well-known team, but no one remembers Vanderbilt ever. But yeah, so it seems like that's it for basketball. Yeah, I we just talked. We're talking colleges right now, so let's just get right into. Yeah, let's do college, college football. College football. Uh, disappointing bowl season. A lot of bowls were canceled. Uh, I'm sure Dave Portnoy uh, was very <laughs> upset. The, the Barstool, Barstool Sports Bowl did not yeah. uh, go through. In fact, uh, one, one of the teams actually pulled out to play in the Gator Bowl that was or something, or, or a better bowl, under the Sun Bowl, uh, because the, one of the teams from the, the Barstool Bowl said they couldn't play, and then they're like... I think it was Boise State that yeah, quit on it. and then someone in the Sun Bowl couldn't play, and they said, all right, we can either do this matchup in the Sun Bowl or the Barstool Bowl, and they're like, we're picking the Sun Bowl. Uh, get fucked, Barstool, and uh, they didn't have a bowl. Uh, but then a big one for me was that the Holiday Bowl in uh, San yeah. Diego, UCLA was set to play their first bowl game in a while. Uh, it was canceled about three hours before the game started. Uh, still kind of not really get the full story that uh, I think the UCLA athletic director kind of blamed the rules more than like, it's like we would have played, but like, you know, they're not allowed to. If you test positive during a rapid test right before the game, you're out. And it's like they just didn't have enough guys at the end. Uh, it sucks. It sucks more for NC State, who, if they had any of their fans travel all the way across the country and then didn't get to see their team play, uh, that sucks. And then, sure, maybe they yeah. still could have hit San Diego downtown, had a good time. They went to SeaWorld. That was a big part of the story. Really? And they said, <laughs> oh, UCLA went to SeaWorld and they all got COVID there. And then it turns out both teams went to SeaWorld together. So. Ooh, together, huh? I don't know if together, like they were like, we're pretty all romantic. Hands on like one of those Ferris wheels <laughs> yeah. out there in SeaWorld. Like, <laughs> everyone pair up. Yeah, one we'll, from each team. We'll, t- we'll take the hate out on Sunday. <laughs> whenever they played but yeah that is a bummer i mean watching these games still get canceled like i said earlier two years later it's kind of crazy especially because you know whatever but 
got my own thoughts on a different time. But. Should have had these bulls in you know the middle of March. They could have done that. Like instead of spring practice, hey, let's just all come back. Uh, but no, they already have enough trouble with uh, pro prospects just not even playing in these bulls. So they couldn't get them back if they delayed any of these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. These yeah. guys aren't going to risk their futures for the holiday bowl. But uh, these next couple of games we have to talk about, I actually watched all five of these games, so I'm actually okay. like, ready to go about these yeah, ones. The, so the, the three of here are the uh, part of the New Year's Six, what they call them. So it's like the, the teams that uh, – it's the semifinals plus some other big bowls. Uh, it's the teams that aren't in the semifinals that like won their conference or – uh, got into one of the big bulls. So yeah, Oklahoma State Notre Dame was the first game on that was New Year's Day, right? Yeah, in the morning, uh, like 10 a.m. our time. Yeah, or something. Notre Dame got up to a big lead, and yeah, they were uh, up like 21 nothing almost or something like that, right? I think or it was like 28 seven at one 28 point. 28 seven. I and knew they, they were lost up three 34 scores. 28. So wow, good for Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, bad for Notre Dame who continually humiliates themselves in these. Bulls. They they do this all the time. They start off, they get to be like the number three or four seed, and then they dip out. And then they go to these bowl games, and whether they're in the Final Four or whether they're in one of these games, they they lose. And it's like, you guys just maybe not worthy enough. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they have the problem of their schedule is mixed. Uh, this year, they didn't play Michigan. They usually always play Michigan. They didn't play Michigan this year. So that that would have been good this year. That would have been an elimination game. Uh, if Notre Dame had beat Michigan, Michigan wouldn't have been in the semifinal. Uh, but yeah, the second game, the Rose Bowl, uh, which Utah got to the Rose Bowl for the first time ever. That's big for them. Uh, they've been to a Rose Bowl sooner than uh, UCLA, which uh, Utah's only been in the conference for 12 years, I think it's been. And Sounds they already got right. to a Rose Bowl, and so many teams have never been. Arizona's never been to a Rose Bowl in their entire existence. It's uh, not very nice. And we did get we did get a classic Big Ten uh, Pac-12 matchup here. Ohio State was in it, even though they didn't win the conference uh, because Michigan was in the semifinal. They got to they got that slot, and uh, they won. Good, good game. Good back and forth game. Tons of uh, yards. The receiver for Ohio State set the record for like most yards. Yeah, what do you have? Like three hundred and twenty-seven or something like yeah. that. And Stroud, the quarterback, had over five hundred. Uh, just a lot of offense in that game. That that was a really good game. That game went back and forth, back and forth, and then finally the better team came out at the end. And uh, that was that was a really good Rose Bowl game. But this next game, Baylor and Old Miss. Not as what I'm saying. It's not. It wasn't good. Yeah, no, not as uh, good as like you would have thought. Like Baylor, Old Miss. I think the over under in this game was like close to sixty. It was like you would have thought it would be a shootout, and it was really piss poor. And unfortunately for Old Miss, their starting quarterback, who's a stud, he's um, you know he's was up for I know Heisman at some point this year, like at least pre pre year and whatnot. But he uh, got hurt in the first quarter, never came back. The backup threw a pick six like immediately for like a 98 yard pick six too. Like it was, they were ready to score and he blew that. And then Baylor's quarterback had like 40 pass yards going into the fourth quarter, but then Baylor made some good plays and ended up pulling away. And they, I don't know what they won that game by, but they did win by at least like two scores. I believe. I think it was 21 seven final, which is kind of a really boring final score. Oh, It was very low scoring. And like like, old miss missed like two field goals from like 35 yards or something. It was just, not good at all. But yeah, and the, the day before there, that was a New Year's Eve. We had the two semifinal games, and uh, the first one, Cincinnati, Alabama. Uh, I think it went as expected. Alabama just yeah. overwhelmed Cincinnati. They couldn't make plays. They and couldn't. Cincinnati tried. I mean, it was a low-scoring game, which I think people kind of expected. Cincinnati 
you know, they lost, but, and you know, they only put up six points, which I think is what people thought Cincinnati's offense would probably do against uh, Alabama. And then Alabama ended up, you know, they scored some points, but they didn't dominate them. And Cincinnati had their chances, but, you know. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a humiliation, which uh, uh yeah, Cincinnati's offense uh you know didn't do all that great, but they didn't no. give up fifty points right away or anything, so it was uh worth watching still. It was not a thirty point game right away or anything. That was great. Uh but Alabama was just better and we all knew it. It doesn't mean Cincinnati can't doesn't belong here because we've seen teams always get in these things and just get blown out. Uh, it was like Oklahoma got like destroyed a few years ago and it was like really unexpected. Uh, and then even like last year, remember Clemson uh, got destroyed by Ohio state in the semifinal. Oh yeah. And it was like, this doesn't make any sense. And maybe, maybe there was a warning for Trevor Lawrence there. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. Like not really, but I mean like Jacksonville's piss poor, you know, what's funny is I, I was, I still listen to these, the podcasts here and there. And I was listening to the one where you guys were talking, I think about Jacksonville and you were talking about urban Meyer probably getting fired at the end of the year. And then it was like literally like, a couple days later, he got fired, and I was like, oh, if only. Yeah, there's Maybe. that, and then there was the John Gruden one where, like, oh, yeah. you know what? He had a good excuse for it, and then, like, yeah. as I'm, like, hitting stop, it's like, John Gruden fired. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that was, that was, like, literally, like, the day of, too, wasn't it? Like, didn't it happen, like, within an it hour It happened after? while we were recording yeah, the podcast. It was literally, thought. when I was done, I saw it refresh the page. It was over. Uh, but, well, anyway, I guess moving on to the other bowl game, right? This was the disappointing one. Yeah, Michigan, that. Georgia. I truly thought Michigan was going to give them a good game. I thought Michigan had a good chance to upset them. And no, Georgia came out and played the way they've been playing for the whole season other than when they faced Alabama, and they just dominated. And Michigan yeah. got to a certain point where they looked almost scared to play football, and it was just a dominant performance by Georgia. And we're getting that SEC rematch that we seem to see a lot with two SEC teams in the – championship game and it's going to be Alabama versus Georgia, which I'm assuming is this upcoming Monday. Yeah. yeah. It's usually on a Monday. And I personally think Georgia is going to get their revenge. I think this just seemed like it was Georgia's season. They had that hiccup against Alabama, but, and I think the, and the Vegas obviously thinks so too, because I believe Georgia is favored by like one point or two points or something. So, yeah. so without the fact that Alabama beat them by. And convincingly too. Yeah. yeah by like not. 20 points or something. The first time they played. As seven point underdogs, and then for Georgia still to be favored just tells you that they are still high on Georgia. But with that said, I mean, who's to say Alabama doesn't do it again? I mean, why can't they do it again? Yeah, after watching that that semifinal <clears throat> game, uh, I question whether Georgia really tried their best in that SEC championship game, knowing that they would still get in. Um, why show something to? An opponent, I guess that's always it's always a question with uh, games that don't matter. Uh, is you don't want to show your playbook and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to give it your best. Uh, but the alternative there is that allowed Alabama to be in this. If they had beat them in the in the conference championship game, Alabama would be playing in the Sugar Bowl instead. Uh, but if Georgia thinks they're the better team, then then why not? So uh, I'm hopeful. <laughs> We've had some really good championship games and we've had some really bad ones. So I'm hopeful. Hopeful this is a good one. More like uh, what we got was that three years ago or four years ago when Tua first came on the scene there and won the game there as the backup. Uh, that was against Georgia. That was a great one. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good game. 
through the game winner and was it overtime the deep pass yeah and now now Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback for a playoff team while Tua isn't isn't that funny that is funny although the Dolphins had a good run but and that Georgia quarterback uh Fromm. was worse than Mike Glennon according to the New York Giants this week so. <laughs> that's Jake uh, Fromm right yeah that's pretty pretty bad yeah Mike Glennon's still out there just like it's funny with Mike Lennon because he just comes in when teams are like on these really bad teams and their starting quarterback has done awful. It'll be like week 13. You're like, oh, who's starting for this team today? It's like, oh, Mike Lennon. It's like, I feel like Mike Lennon's actually on like six teams at the same time. Like, it's just he like just pencils name in. Yeah. He's like a substitute teacher. Like, we need Mike Lennon this week. He's a did, facilitator. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. did uh, get to the uh, the record of he is the worst starting, uh, worst record of a starting quarterback with a minimum of 25 starts ever. So. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's an, he is only in there if your terrible team needs a backup quarterback. Uh, I watched that first play of the game for the Giants this week, and he he dropped back. There was very little pressure, but he just kind of like stood there and let them hit him, and then like threw the ball away and fumbled. And it was like this guy does not care; like he's not looking to win. <laughs> uh, but he's getting paid. Like I think the Bears gave him like over ten million a year one time, and it was like, oh, okay, all right, do what you have to. So he's made a lot of money in his career. I don't think he played in any big bowl games either. What did he play at? NC State? I, I think, think it was NC State. Yeah, I don't remember. Not like anything that. anything of note in his career. But I'll never forget him now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about the NFL here? Oh, yeah. Which it's been it's been a while now. It's been three weeks since we, we talked about it. Uh, so got a lot to cover. As uh, I like to do, I like to talk about our local teams, which includes the Raiders, even though they're in Vegas, but they're a local team. Uh, Hold on, sorry, really quick. I'm only going to say this because you'll enjoy this possibly. So Mike Glennon, in his college career, he joined Phillip Rivers as the only player in school history to throw for 4,000 plus yards in a single season in 2012. So he did a little something for NC State. But just because it joined Philip Rivers, which I didn't even know Philip Rivers went to NC State. NC State has had four starting quarterbacks. Uh, NC State always Russell had Wilson some went good quarterbacks, there. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. Anyway, back to where these guys hope to go after, which is the NFL. Yes. Uh, hopefully not the Raiders. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be drafted by the Raiders, uh, despite uh, the Raiders have won three in a row, and they're they're in a situation where they win their last game of the season. They are in the playoffs. So. We did not think this was going to happen three weeks ago. They look like a struggling team, uh, but three in a row now. That's impressive. And uh, I think I've seen they, they've won. They have five walk-off wins this season. So four game-winning field goals and uh, a game-winner in overtime against the Ravens. I think week one that was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this Daniel Carlson is just uh, absolutely automatic in these game-winning situations. They uh, they beat the Browns on that last-second field goal. They hit a game-winner this week against the Colts. Uh, I don't think the Raiders are very good, but they're they're getting it done. Yeah, that's the thing. is like If the Raiders did make – let's say they do win this upcoming week and they make the playoffs. Let's just say they play like a, a Buffalo Bills or something week one in Buffalo. I think they get annihilated. Like if at they, least lose by like two scores. If they win, they're likely to play Kansas City in Kansas City. We just saw that game. Wait, so Kansas City's – not the number one seed because no. the tight. Oh my god! That Can you read? So stupid. But I mean, is that? But I know that. But I'm saying, is that like sketched in stone? That's if, if, if everyone wins. Yeah. And they're playing the Texans, huh? Yes. Yeah. So they, that so, is that's so let's, stupid. Let's not skip ahead okay, here. We gotta I get mean, through. We gotta I, get through all this stuff. Well, I just think that's dumb. But yeah, that's. I think. I think that's what will happen if the Raiders do win. 
they'll have the seven seed and the Chiefs will have the two seed. So the Raiders will play the Chiefs, who they, uh, I believe they lost the season series like 76 to 10 or something. Oh, they the will team. get annihilated by the Chiefs. Uh, so, but, you know, you always want to make the playoffs. You always want to get there. Yeah. It's good for the fans, especially if you've been there in a while. Uh, I don't think the Raiders have won a playoff game since the Super Bowl year. Uh, I know they, they made it that one year, and Derek Carr didn't play that game. Uh, I don't remember if they've made it another time. Oh, yeah, that was when they lost to, I think, Houston or yeah. something. When uh, I forget who did end up was playing Connor quarterback. Cook. Yeah, it was. Playing. Michigan State guy, huh? Um, I do remember that. But if uh, the team they will have to play this week, uh, my Chargers, I have to talk about what they've done the last few weeks. Uh, they should have beat the Chiefs on Thursday night. Really awful game to watch for me that they uh, – they went for and thwart down a bunch of times, not settling for field goals, and ended up uh, hurting them. Where usually uh, you like to be aggressive, but this time they did. They didn't get those fourth down conversions and ended up uh, losing in overtime. So if they had just kicked one field goal, they would win the game. Although uh, you can't count on that. You don't know if they kicked that field goal on the first drive of the game. You don't know how the rest of the game is going to play out. So yeah, uh, and, and maybe that their their tight end who uh, you know went to the hospital. Maybe he doesn't get hurt because he gets hurt on a fourth down play that they don't convert. Who knows? But uh, very upsetting for me that they lost that game because they could have still won the AFC West had they won that game. Uh, then the next week was pretty awful. Uh, COVID took a bunch of their players, uh, including uh, like five D linemen, uh, including Joey Bosa, their best player on that yeah, position. That, uh... Uh, and the Texans just ran all over them. It was it was really embarrassing because it was still Texans are still awful, and they were missing guys. Uh, but it was like. Perfect game plan for the Texans. That game single-handedly ruined one of my fantasy seasons because I had a after Saturday night, I had a like an 88% chance to win. And I had in that game, I had Herbert, I had the Chargers defense, and the my buddy that I was playing, actually Carter, old foe from the podcast, had uh Justin Jackson, the running back. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Herbert was didn't didn't do very well. The defense did awful for me. And then Justin Jackson, of course, had like the only touchdowns the Chargers had, and it just was a disaster. And I ended up getting my ass kicked in that. And I blame that because also this is one of those crazy point leagues that a, a buddy of mine created where pick sixes are like negative 10 points. Oh, yeah. He had the <laughs> so one that pick end. six at the very end really just put the nail in the coffin, and it was just awful. Yeah, that was an interesting game for fantasy because – uh you could have picked up Rex Burkhead too for the Texans, and he had a great game too as well. He's yeah, 150 yards and a couple touchdowns, and uh, he's white. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know how it works, but he's allowed to play running back. Uh, very strange. Uh, you might remember him from the Patriots a few years <laughs> ago, but uh, yeah, that was that was awful. And you know, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. That was that was so shitty. Uh, maybe they should have delayed the game. Maybe they they changed the rules the week after to allow people to come back from COVID uh, earlier, but I don't think it would have mattered in this case. Like everyone tested positive on like the Wednesday before. Yeah. Um, but they did win this past week, which kept them alive. So now they only need to beat the Raiders in this uh, week 18 game, the 17th game here, uh, and they'll be in the playoffs, which I think it's very important that they do that for their long-term future. I think it's important for young teams to, get a taste of the playoffs early. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're, they're super flawed. Their defense uh, sucks when they have everyone playing. So, uh, But I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this game. It's going to be tough because the Raiders aren't good, but they can 
win this game. I would not be surprised. Does, does this run out of batteries? Sorry. But uh, no, I agree. That'll And they flexed that game to the Sunday night game also. Yep. So it's it's going to be the big primetime game, which is really exciting. So, And it's, you know, even though the Raiders aren't local anymore, there's still a lot of local fans around here because they a lot of people around here like the Raiders. They like the Chargers. They like the 49ers. They like the Cowboys. And it'll be a... That game will definitely be exciting if you're in the Orange County area and you happen to go to a bar that evening or a restaurant and people are going to be going nuts. It's a big game. Yeah, and there's one other thing we have to talk about this game. Uh, the Raiders had a, a rookie defensive back who uh, was arrested. He was found in his car, uh, like passed out, and he was arrested for DOI. Uh, so it's notable because, of course, in the middle of the season, they had a wide receiver who uh, killed a person while driving drunk and was uh, cut from the team immediately. Uh, Also earlier, I think before the season started, Josh Jacobs had a DUI as well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's maybe we're seeing a problem with having a team in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope that's not the reason why. How hard is it to just pay for a car service? Not even let these guys drive. I was going to say, I think they actually get the, like the it's paid for already for them. Like they don't have to pay for their own Ubers. Like it's already taken care of. And these guys just, like the Henry Rugg stuff. I mean, obviously, I know this was a while ago, but you just think about how he's like, oh, he was at Top Golf just drinking Mai Tais. And it's like, you go down to Newport Beach at this place called Billy's. They only let you have like two Mai Tais. Mai Tais, they can get away from you. And I'm sure Henry Ruggs, his popularity and his money, it was like, no, if I want seven Mai Tais, I'm going to have seven Mai Tais. But, but isn't it cool to be able to just get into the back of a Suburban and then you know start playing Angry Birds versus having to get behind the wheel, period. What if you're 23 and you can get into the back of a $200,000 sports car? Yeah, I think that's what the where the issue yeah. is. It's the fact that it, it, they get, he gets to drive his fast But car it's nighttime, and, Andy. No one can see it. Oh, but he can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, well, obviously these aren't great decisions, and the Josh Jacobs one was pretty bad, too. They need to send someone to every one of their houses. I'm just looking at focusing on the Raiders at this point. And put like a we like a one of those big locks on you know you put on old Buicks and shit, that's like a crowbar almost on the steering wheel every night. And it's like if you want to leave, you got to take that that suburban over there. Yeah. It's a fully loaded Denali, and uh, you can get into the back seat of that one, or you're not going nowhere. Yeah, it's it's bad, and I don't know what's gonna happen. So if the Raiders are consistent, they would cut this guy. I I don't know. I don't haven't heard any update, but it's kind of a problem they've had a lot of problems this year and that also goes for david keckner uh did he have a dui he got a dui on new year's eve oh no ventura well that's bad he played uh packer tony on uh the office okay from anchorman yep yeah, that's what he played he played that character from the office he played that character on yeah, anchorman he basically did he was a champ in anchorman. champ yeah, yeah. Packer and champ. Go to a party. Take my pants off. <laughs> he is a funny character. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Rams, who they've won five straight now. It hasn't been that impressive, but it's five straight, and they clinched the NFC West. Uh, Stafford hasn't played all that well in these last few games. This last game was pretty bad, I would say. Uh, they struggled to beat the Ravens, who have so many guys out. Stafford turned the ball over three times, I think, uh, but they did end up winning the game at the end. Uh, but it's not, they're not playing as well as you'd hope. Uh, I don't know if they're really a hot pick anymore for the Super Bowl. 
especially with uh, the way Green Bay is playing. Green Bay clinched the number one seed this week, uh, so they don't have to play for anything next week. And then there's also Tampa Bay is ahead of, of the Rams right now. So <clears throat> those two teams are bigger favorites, I would say, although uh, Tampa Bay is going to be without Chris Godwin, and then their, uh, their third receiver uh, is also not going to be with the team anymore. I don't know if you uh, saw that story, uh, Tony. Uh, <laughs> oh, Antonio Brown? Yeah, that was... That was quite something. I saw that. It was, he'd been doing so well. And then, you know, 2022 hits and it's something about this guy in like even number of years, I think, or something. But he just immediately lost his shit again. And does anybody even know what like the reasoning was? Like, has there been a reasoning? So what I heard was uh, they told him to go in. I'm like, all right, go in. And he's like, oh, my ankle's not feeling well. And then they said, oh, if your ankle's not feeling well, <clears throat> you're done for the game. Like, you're hurt go to the locker room and he said, all right, I'm going to the locker room and just took everything off. Oh, wow. I uh, like yeah, he's so he quitting on the spot. Just couldn't handle command. someone telling him what to do. He yeah. wanted to just kind of sit there and chill. And then he probably yeah. just didn't want to play. He probably wasn't hurt. He probably was just I like, mean, I want to take this drive off. Look at the way he danced in the end zone. He definitely wasn't. That ankle wasn't bothering him. I've sprained my ankle before. I couldn't dance in the end zone like that. If he had a legit ankle injury to not be able to play football, he would not be able to dance around like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's encouraging that he just gets to do what he wants. Like he's in a position where, what does this matter for him, anyways? Like he doesn't doesn't care. He doesn't need to win. I guess he technically has a Super Bowl ring, right? He won last year. Yeah, I, he wasn't playing at that point, but uh, I don't know. Is is he going to be in the Hall of Fame? Like he's going to he's no. going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? I don't think so, to be honest. I think they're going to look back at a lot of this stuff and say no. Because I think he's still he's got to be up there like top twenty in receptions and just production per year is way up there. Uh, yeah, but he I has think, a case in that. But that speech would be. I incredible. mean, I'm not even sure he's going to play football again after this. Oh, I don't one. think so. But and like the way he's like handled on social media too, it's like what I mean. Maybe a team out there give him a chance, but I think the only reason that he got a chance at the Buccaneers was because Tom Brady was there, and, I, and Tom Brady even said I made a joke because there was two headlines on ESPN that said uh, it was Bruce Arian saying. Antonio Brown is no longer a buck. And then it was Tom Brady basically saying like he wants people to have like sympathy or something for Antonio Brown. And I said, that sounds like an angry dad. And then like a sympathetic mother, like Tom Brady's kind of like, no, no, you guys just don't understand him. Like he doesn't mean that. And then like Bruce Arians is like, I never want to see this guy again. And Bruce Arians is old school. You know, he's, and I don't blame him. He doesn't, why put up with that shit? You know, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You know, you're trying to do certain stuff and you've got, you've already got what your best, one of your best wide receivers out. And then the other one was just came back from like injury or whatever. And then you've got this guy who was playing well. Cause I actually saw something that said that uh, when they, since they've gotten Antonio Brown, when Antonio Brown's been in the lineup, the Buccaneers are like 15 and three or 15 and two or something. They were seven and zero this year when he's in starts in the lineup. And it's a, it's a, it's a blow, you know, Antonio Brown was starting to play like Antonio Brown again. And it helps the Steelers out a lot because it forces you to have to pay attention to him, which, Forces them to be able to open the field and do other stuff, but we'll see what happens. I think they still have a decent amount of weapons with <clears throat> oh, yeah, Gronk playing well, and uh, they have that Rashard Perryman. They have him back. It's like it, Tom Brady knows how to use no namers and stuff, so I think I think they'll be they'll be fine. But maybe they need to be more than fine to win another Super Bowl. But yeah, uh, it, it'll be fun. I, I think it's the NFC is going to be a lot of fun. I think all those teams are pretty good. I think the Cowboys could even be really good. They're not playing that well right now. Yeah. Or after this last week, they weren't didn't look that good. Uh, but they they have the talent. Uh, Arizona, 
I don't know what to make of them, but they're still good. Um, the Eagles aren't good, but they have Jalen Hurts, so uh, that'll be a fun playoff. I think I think NFC is definitely better. Yeah, more contenders oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and then the AFC. So the Titans are right now are the one seed. So if they win, they will be the one seed in in the playoffs, which is huge for them because that's one more week that Derrick Henry can rest, and they're pretty certain he'll be back for the that second week of the playoffs. Uh, so that's what they need to do is get that one seed, and if with him back, maybe maybe they're the best team. Their defense yeah, played really well since he's been it out. has to go through Tennessee. You know, it gets they you know go in with that strategy of being able to hand the ball off and stuff and you've got AJ Brown who's looked good and then Tannehill I mean and the Titans it's not like this is unfamiliar a couple of years ago they got to the AFC Championship game against uh right was it the AFC Championship game against Baltimore or Kansas City yeah cuz they, they, they beat the Ravens that- they beat the Patriots in New England which was yeah. Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot and then they beat Baltimore which was you know the year Baltimore went like 13 and 3 or something or and dominated then they went and they played Kansas City I think they I can't remember exactly, but I feel like they played him somewhat uh, they good. They were up bit. by two touchdowns, and then that was one of those games where yeah. Kansas City would go down big and then just score six straight touchdowns. But if, if Derrick Henry does come back, I mean, that's it's a completely different team. And I mean, if when he went in, when he went down, for them to be able to still end as the number one seed, most likely, that's utterly insane. But yeah, yeah, and then we got other teams. I think that could make. Uh, a run here. The Bills were really good last year. They've had an up and down season, but they've played well the past couple games. Uh, and then we got the Patriots. I don't know what to make of them. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of the Patriots are like we see these teams every year. Really good defense, uh, average quarterback doesn't make mistakes. Uh, sometimes that could go really well if the quarterback gets hot. I'm thinking uh, the Ravens when they won Joe Flacco, the Giants with Eli Manning. I don't see that happening for a rookie, but I wouldn't be the most shocked in the world. Uh, I would hate it, and I'd probably uh, assassinate Roger Goodell if that happened. Because whoa, uh, what a joke! If the Patriots won again, it's like I don't see the be, Patriots winning. It would be so disappointing. I, I think I think it's possible though. I don't I don't want to count them out, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen either. There's a lot better teams, but uh, and then I just the yeah, Bengals. Uh, their defense isn't horrible. It's not like great, but it's average at least, and. Joe Burrow, maybe he's magic. Like that that run he had with LSU was so good, and now he's he's got his number one receiver still, and really good playmakers outside of uh, Jamar Chase as well. The, the but but again, Bengals. like I said, teams in their first year don't win, so it's more important that they just have a good experience in the playoffs. I think the Bengals are more of a future team than a this year team. But yeah, I agree with that. I was literally saying. Uh, someone the other day about how the Bengals are going to absolutely, I think dominate that division for the next couple years, next like three to five years, because they do look good right now. And it's like, when you look at the rest of that division, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's leaving Pittsburgh, who knows what they're going to do next with their quarterback situation. It seems like every year, Lamar Jackson slowly dwindles more and more and more. And Baltimore is not even going to be in the playoffs this year. So it says that. And then Cleveland's just Cleveland. I mean, they're just lost. I mean, Baker Mayfield hasn't looked that great. He doesn't have any, weapons on offense outside of Nick Chubb. And it's like, you can't just, you need some receiving offense options, especially in today's NFL. And it's just bad over there. And the Bengals look great and they're young and they look great. And it's, it's going to be a problem. I think for 
Because then it gets to a certain point where then players want to go there. You know, you'll get some of those veteran defensive guys probably that are like, hey, let's make this defense good. And then Joe Burrow, people are going to want to play with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and all those offensive stars and stuff. So the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a Super Bowl contender starting next year, in my opinion. I Like you said, I don't think this year they are going to be that, but I'd like to see them make some noise in the playoffs. It's always fun to see a new team. They haven't won a playoff game since 1991, I think. So. Yeah. So maybe, it'll be maybe this year, uh, although they might, might be playing the Colts. So uh, we're looking really good until they lost to the Raiders or the uh, the other AFC wildcard team. They just have to beat the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars to yeah, get in. So I think they're going to be it. no problem. Um, but uh, before we, we end here, uh, were you emotional last night? With I was a little, to be honest. I was. It was, it was sad to see. I mean, and I'm glad they were able to win. Obviously, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Uh, in Pittsburgh. And it, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I think when I was watching it, it's because like when I became a Steeler fan, I, I was in seventh grade and it was when he was playing. And that's when I was like, okay, this is the team I'm going to claim. So I was like 14 years old. And I remember the first season I really became a fan. I mean, I liked Troy Polamalu a lot also. And then uh, actually I think when I first became a fan, it was a uh, Maddox was the quarterback and then Roethlisberger ended up coming in. And that first year Roethlisberger played, he ended up, coming in after Maddox got hurt like week two or one really or something. Early, and yeah. Roethlisberger, I think went like 15 and 0 with the team. Like they went 15 and one that year, but then they lost in the AFC championship game. And uh, which I imagine was to like new England or something. I can't remember. And then the next to the following season is when Roethlisberger became the guy and they ended up making the playoffs as the wild card team. And I watched that crazy game against the Colts where Jerome Bettis fumbled at like the one yard line. And then Roethlisberger made the, Shoelace tackle, which then lets to Vanderjack well, missing the I kick. I was just thinking about the game before. You were saying, "Oh, Cincinnati's set." To be oh, you're good right. Forever. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, well, they were at one point. I, I did. I did jump a game there. The first round that year, Steelers played Cincinnati, and the first Cincinnati snap of the game, Carson Palmer steps back, throws this bomb, which I believe was caught by like Hushman Zada or something, and they were down at like the ten yard line already. And I was like, Steelers are going to get their asses kicked. But little to my but. Until the camera moved, Carson Palmer was on the ground because he had torn his like ACL or something on that play. And I don't, couldn't even tell you who the backup was, but Steelers ran away with that game, ended up winning. And then that's when they played the number ones or the, the Colts and then ended up playing the Denver Broncos and then ended up playing the Seahawks in the finals and ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. And those were very four very good teams they had to beat. You know, that was a Cincinnati team that was very exciting. They were like the number three seed. And then they went and they played the number one seed Colts with still Peyton Manning and whatnot. And then they went and played. That was when the uh, the kicker missed the field goal. Yeah, Vanderjack. Yeah, he missed the big one. And then that was then they went and played the Broncos, which I almost want to say was it Plummer was the quarterback or they were dominant that year. Though. They were. They were the number two Champ, seed. Champ Bailey was incredible. Probably Clinton Portis is the uh, running back. I remember or they they killed Drew Brees. John Lynch ended <laughs> Drew Brees' career. He never came back from it. Uh, the Chargers went on went forward with Philip Rivers. I don't know what happened, happened to Drew Brees <laughs> after that. It was a devastating injury, but uh, I, yeah. Broncos were really, really good that year. Great they game. were. I think that was the thing is their defense was really good. And then, yeah, then the Steelers played a very good Seattle team in the champion in the Super Bowl with Sean Alexander and Matt Hasselback, and you know, but yeah, they won. You just don't talk about that game. It was uh, not fun. Yeah, one of the one of the worst to watch. Yeah, I think was it like bad 17 Super Bowl to six or something. Some bad calls apparently too. Some will say, but. 
Regardless, though, yes, it was sad. I mean, being a Steeler fan and watching him be done, because that's all I've known as a Steeler fan is Roethlisberger's the quarterback unless he's gotten hurt or a backup's come in, but you always know he's going to be there the next year, and then now it's kind of like he's not. And I just hope as a Steeler fan they go and they make a move to make them win now, not just like settle and think that they'll have some young guy maybe in three, four years be the guy, but we'll see. I mean, there's... I think Mike Glennon will be available. Yeah, Mike Glennon's going to be like their third string that comes in like week 16 against the Browns or something when they're fucking 3-13 and 13 or something. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know what they should do because a lot of these teams have been on this like uh, run of like, we're pretty good. We can get by with uh, Sam Darnold. And it's like, no, that was disastrous. Uh, or Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, I don't know. But they... Steelers maybe make a move for Russell Wilson, someone who's unhappy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've even heard rumors about Derek Carr and whatnot. Yeah. So I mean, you, you, I think, I think as the as that organization, I don't think they're going to settle because, in my personal opinion, if they really thought Mason Rudolph was the guy, I think they would have told Roethlisberger to kick rocks for sure going into this year, if not last year, and wanted to build with Rudolph. But instead, they waited, they let him do his thing, and I think they're going to go out and they're going to go after a veteran. I think that it's an organization that wants to win now. They have Najee Harris who's a good young running back. They've got good young receivers in Deontay Johnson and Claypool. And they've got one of the best defensive players in the league. Some might argue he is the best, TJ Watt. I know he's the favorite to win the defensive player of the year right now. So that tells you right there. You know, so we'll see though. I mean, the future, I think, is always bright. The Steelers usually don't stay bad for long when they are bad. So we will see. But that's... All I have to say about that, yeah, it was it was sad though. Yes, there was yeah. some emotion last night. There was definitely some watering in the eyes as I was watching it. It's kind of like a the loss of a childhood or something. It's like mm-hmm. you've been with this person I think, for long. So I think that's one of the things that makes it like is what makes it so emotional. Is like you think back to like, man, I was in seventh middle school when I first yeah. watched him play, and here I am as a thirty-one year old, and that's when he's calling it quits. And it, it is. And I mean, there might be a little bit of me deep down that. Gets uh, gets a little sad when Tom Brady leaves. I know you don't agree with that, but I mean, not like I'm actually be sad, but it, it really does make you stop and think for a second. Like, wow, when I first saw Tom Brady play, I was in, you know, how old was I? You know, ten years old or yeah. something like that. And then you see him leave when you're 31. You're like, dude, what just happened? But anyway, I was uh, three years old when uh, Bartolo Colon first. <laughs> Bartolo Colon's also a great pitcher. Now, there's just, there's some of those guys, some of those legends that we're gonna lose uh, to retirement. Not yeah, uh, but I mean, LeBron. Soon enough, we'll be no longer playing. So, He's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, no, and yeah. LeBron's not. Uh, somehow, Albert Pujols is going to play another year, I think, uh, which seems unreal. But <clears throat> it's like, yeah, that guy's been playing for 21 years now. That's crazy. Uh, it's baseball, though. Yeah, that's what I was joking about Bartolo. Bartolo played till he's 45 or something. But I yeah. heard he's coming back. I think he's still playing somewhere, isn't he? Oh, like- they always still play, yeah. <laughs> If worst case, they're in like these Sunday leagues or something. All right. Well, uh, I think it wraps us up here. So Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 252 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes. And Tony Katz. Yes. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs>